Hey, good morning. I'm Playbook co-author Eugene Daniels. It is Wednesday, September 20th. Here's what's driving the day. First things first, it's going to be a fiery day on Capitol Hill. But not for the reason you think. Attorney General Merrick Garland is testifying in front of the House Judiciary Committee. And first of all, as you can expect and assume, Republicans are going to pepper him with questions from everything from David Weiss to parents and school boards to Elon Musk. And of course, both Hunter and Joe Biden. It's going to be a very long day for the Attorney General. But Playbook got our hands on some excerpts from his opening statements and It is the furthest he's ever gone in defending the DOJ since he was sworn in. So we might be seeing some fire coming at the members of Congress also from Eric Garland. I want to read a little bit from some of these excerpts. He says, quote, our job is to uphold the rule of law. That means that we apply the same laws to everyone. There is not one set of laws for the powerful and another for the powerless, one for the rich, another for the poor, one for Democrats, another for Republicans or different rules, depending upon one's race or ethnicity or religion. Our job is not to take orders from the president, from Congress, or from anyone else about who or what to criminally investigate. As the president himself has said, and I reaffirm here today, I am not the president's lawyer. I will also add that I am not Congress's prosecutor. The Justice Department works for the American people. We will not be intimidated. We will do our jobs free from outside interference, and we will not back down from defending our democracy. I've never heard Merrick Garland talk like this, and I know y'all haven't either. So it is going to be a very, very interesting few hours there on Capitol Hill as he goes back and forth with House Judiciary Republicans and Democrats. He's hitting at both parties here just a little bit. And we are 11 days away from a government shutdown and hurling faster and faster and faster, it seems. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy doesn't seem to have a viable plan now to keep the government open after having to punt the plan to vote on a Republican-only short-term spending plan. And at this point, Democrats are in no rush to help him. One, both House Democrats and the White House kind of have the view that there's nothing much that they can actually do at this point. They're waiting for Kevin McCarthy to, in their eyes, get his house in order, get the Republicans on board to do something, and basically waiting to see how much pain he's willing to take before he has to come and seek a bipartisan solution. Joining me now to talk about her and Adam Kankren's new piece out today, kind of looking at how the White House is viewing all of this shutdown chaos, is White House reporter Jen Habercorn. Good morning, Jen. Thank you so much for coming on. Great to be with you, Eugene. Um, you and our colleague Adam wrote this story that kind of looks at how the White House is approaching, whether they're going to let Kevin McCarthy flail or they're just going to watch or are they going to kind of engage here. But there's not much he can do, right? The GOP itself can't even get a bill out here. So it's not clear what the, what the White House or um, what Democrats could do. So what did, what did you hear when you started doing this reporting? So the message that we really heard is that the White House, from their perspective, they agreed to a budget deal already. It was back in May. We all were talking about it. It was the debt ceiling agreement. And they're saying, you know, at that time, we agreed how we were going to fund the government. And we need to stick to that deal. Why aren't House Republicans doing so? So they feel like if they were to jump into new negotiations with Kevin McCarthy, they would just be playing against that agreement. And there's no way that they, or frankly, their Democratic allies on Capitol Hill would go along with reducing that spending that uh, a level that they had already agreed to. 
it seems like the White House, congressional Democrats, both in the House and the Senate, and Senate Republicans are all kind of on the same page, and the House Republicans are, are the outlier here. So if there is some blame game, does it feel like all of those groups are going to blame it and, and point at Kevin McCarthy and the right wing of the House Republican Party to say, no, this is your fault we're in the shutdown? Or is it going to be a lot more complicated than that? Absolutely. You know, if you think about this as a five-person agreement, you only have one who's saying they want to back off of it. The other four parties to that agreement are all in alignment. And that is really isolating House Republicans here. Because, you know, if to draw it back to the debt agreement again, if you remember, Mitch McConnell really backed up Kevin McCarthy and said, no, President Biden, you have to negotiate with the Speaker. And Senate Republicans, by and large, backed McConnell up on that. So you had all Republicans backing up McCarthy. They were all in agreement. But, you know, Senate Republicans never even liked the spending levels that House Republicans were, were wanted to go along with. So now what you have is Senate Republicans, they want to spend the money. The White House wants to spend the money. Democrats want to spend the money. And House Republicans, you know, not only don't want to spend the money, but, you know, want to attach all these other things to this agreement. I think the only thing that would change this dynamic that you were talking about, where House Republicans are going to be isolated, is if Kevin McCarthy can come up with some kind of agreement that can get through the House, or at least something that Senate Republicans find palatable, because then you would see Republicans aligning against Democrats. Last question for you here. One of the things that I always get from Democrats when these kinds of moments come around is the frustration of always having to be the, in their words, the adults in the room. That, you know, we go to them and say, well, how are you going to help out the, the Republicans on this? How, you know, White House, what are you going to do to make this work out? And they get really frustrated by that. I'm assuming you hear those exact same issues and concerns and, and irritations. Absolutely. It's so funny you say that because I heard some of that even just yesterday during my reporting. And we're seeing Democrats and the White House push back on that quite a bit. And they're also trying to draw the contrast of, you know, what I thought was really interesting to kind of blunt what you're talking about. They're trying to draw the contrast of, you know, you, you saw House Republicans this week had to pull a bill, lost a procedural vote on the House floor, you know, couldn't get themselves together. And then you see President Biden, who was at United Nations. So you're seeing really serious presidential stuff out of the White House, and they love drawing that contrast to what's happening among House Republicans right now. So to your point, that kind of increases the adult in the room image that they're trying to, you know, they don't want to hear, but maybe that'll blow back on them. I don't know. That is 100% true, and I continue to hear those frustrations, and we will as we seem like we're hurtling toward a shutdown unless something miraculous happens. Jen, thank you so much for popping on and keep getting those scoops and, and good stories. Thank you very much for coming on. Great to chat, Eugene. Thank you. And for your schedule today, obviously, the House is in and the Senate is also in. Today, there will be an all-senators classified briefing at 5 p.m. on Ukraine. That is before the president of Ukraine comes to D.C. on Thursday. 
And they have some heavy hitters that are going to be briefing them on Ukraine. You have the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin, the Chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Milley. You have the Director of the CIA, Bill Burns, and the Director of National Intelligence. That's just a few of the folks that are doing the briefing. So it's going to be a pretty long one, it seems, for the senators there. And President Biden is at UNGA, the United Nations General Assembly in New York. He's going to participate in meetings with Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu of Israel and President Luiz Lula da Silva of Brazil. Later on, he's going to launch the Partnership for Workers' Rights with President Lula before he heads to a campaign event in New York and then eventually gets back to the White House. Long day for him as well. I'm Eugene Daniels. Thanks for listening.